This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There's no joke this weekend at the box office. Joker once again rules. We're going to break it all down next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This, of course, is a show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prog. About the box office that lie ahead, I am the singular Frank Moran, but making me look good and sound even better, and the dulcet tones. Bree in the booth. Hey, everybody. Thank yes. you for having me. <laughs> well, uh, the, the pleasure is all ours, Bree. Now, Amy and Carrie, they are off on assignment having various shenanigans and adventures, so make sure you're following them on their social media handles to see what they're up to uh, this eve. But you know what, Bree and I said, you know what? The box office never stops. So I mean, it doesn't. No. Whether so, we're here or not, it's going. That's right. People are in theaters watching movies, so I felt like it was our duty to still be here to share with you the the latest info, because we love you. Let's be honest, uh, right, Star Drew? That's right. We love you, Star Drew. There you go. So, folks, we're going to be looking at this week's top five. Uh, we'll do a little uh, international news. We'll talk about Terminator. Uh, we've got Dark Fate coming up, so we're going to do a little ranking of the Terminator films thus far, and uh, then we'll do another box office Brett bet, which. When it's just Bree and myself, uh, leaves very little room for error. So I'm already starting to sweat. I mean, as you should, Frank. <laughs> That's true, because I I lose quite often to Bree. She's on a hot, hot streak. Uh, so let's just jump into this week's top five. Coming in again, at number one was Joker. So look at that. That made another $18.9 million. It was going neck and neck between that and Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil. But in the end... Uh, the jokes were too strong, and it ended up taking the top of the box office. Are you office. surprised that it's been kind of staying up at the top for this long? I, I am. I mean, it's you know, I, you know, there are some films that I, I will see that will just kind of gnaw me, and I feel like I need to see again, and so I felt compelled to see a few times while they're in the theater. I have not felt this way about Joker, but clearly, whether it's a combination of people that have felt that kind of compulsion to want to go see it again, or it is just. More and more people just hearing about this film and for whatever reason deciding to go to see if they like it or if they agree with other things they're reading where it's not that great of a film, but they still want to go see it. So there's still something about this film that makes people want to go check it out for themselves and not just rely on what they're reading or hearing from their friends. I uh, mean, it also make it's Halloween time. You know, there's not too, too many horror films out this year right now. So maybe because of that, it's kind of taking up that area too true would you do you feel any interest in wanting to see this again in the theater not in the theater probably um i'd probably want to i probably watch it again when it comes out onto dvd and like kind of try to focus in on some more of the under stuff that maybe i didn't catch the first time around i don't know if that's, i don't know but yeah. like probably not in the theater yeah i would agree with you there it's uh i i 
given the way this is going, I'm going to be very curious when award season rolls around and see what happens with this film. I mean, I know people are saying that they don't think Joaquin will get a nom, but I think he will. I don't know about the rest True. of the film, but I think he'll get a nom. I would, you know, I actually would be surprised as well if he did not get a nom. I mean, I feel like at the very least he's going to get a Golden Globe nom, which, I mean, I know is not a super huge hurdle to to go over if you have some film of notoriety. But uh, I feel like he'll get that. I will be, I still feel like he'd still get an Oscar nom, though. I, yeah. I think he deserves an Oscar nom. Yeah. Personally. It, for whatever you feel about this film, you cannot deny that he gave it his all in this role. 100%. Yeah. Oof. There's that scene where he's just stretching that shoe and you look at him from the back. Oh, man. Just looking so gaunt and just. Oh, I know. It, it gave me reminiscence of uh, a few other actors uh, who have done that, that kind of stuff for roles. And it's just oh, yeah. stuff they put their bodies there. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh, now, speaking of Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, that came again at number two, very close to Joker, and, and uh, just about four million, uh, four hundred thousand dollars separated them. It made eighteen point five million dollars at the box office. Uh, coming at number three, The Adams Family with eleven point seven, Zombieland Double Tap eleven point six, still holding up pretty strong. And then coming in, our only one, uh, only one of our two films that were coming out new this week at the box office, we had Black and Blue and Countdown. Only Countdown made the top five. With nine million dollars, is that the we we did countdown right? That was our bet. That was our bet. That was our box office bet, and uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, which does not bode uh, fill me with any sort of confidence for whatever film we're going to be betting on towards the end of the show, because uh, our to recap our bets from last week, uh, our loser, Carrie Lane with twenty one million dollars. <laughs> Uh, but I can't. I, I have really no room to uh, brag because I came in third place with eighteen million dollars. Amy came in at seventeen with second place, and then coming in at number one, clearly saw the writing on the wall for this film. Was Brie with the eight point nine million dollar bet? How much did it end up making? Frank? Nine million dollars. You were right there. You were right I there. I just didn't see. I because I hadn't heard. I hadn't seen anything about it. I hadn't heard anything about it, and I th- feel like. The, that's most of the world then, you know? No, that's true. I mean, it was, I mean, I feel like I, I didn't see anything myself until I went and saw Hustlers. And that was the first time I'd seen a trailer for it. So it didn't really start getting publicized until, what, it was like a month ago or so? So, yeah. I mean, I feel like whether it's they didn't have too much faith in the film and they're just looking like, oh, we'll just dump this and we'll still make some money off the back end. Or they just didn't have the money to, they decided for whatever reason they're not going to, uh, you spend any money on marketing and advertising. And Arnella J in the art chat said that they saw Countdown on Friday, liked it, even though it didn't get good ratings. Hmm. I I have heard uh, mixed reviews about the film. I, I gambled, I, you know, and I, I guess I took cushion with the fact that I was in the kind of the comfort zone, and Carrie was at the extreme, and you were there. So like, you know what? I can I can not see this movie, you know, right away. So I have not seen it yet myself. Well, now you don't have to if you don't want to. No, you, you no. can still go. I mean, I feel I owe it to the box office breakdown viewers to you know to go see the best and worst of cinema. More often than not, I'm seeing the worst. But, I mean, uh, what is, what are people saying about it? it it's uh, you know, it, that it's an interesting idea, but a poor exploration of the ideas. It's because I, I think the idea is, is a, the idea is, is you hope. have a countdown to your death, right? Correct. You download this app. And it will tell you what you're ti- when you're going to be dying. And if you try to avoid it, you are chased by this creature as well as ghosts from your past. Uh, and then it'll eventually lead you to your 
demise. So that makes me think of, is it called timer? But that it's hmm. different because that one leads you to, you can download it and leads you to the exact moment you're going to meet your uh, soulmate. Oh, intriguing. But then the problem with that is if you know exactly when you're going to meet your soulmate, then you say no to other people. Or what if you download it and it's like 58 years? Oh, okay. So I'm just going to be by myself for 58 years? Oh. <laughs> from that time, from that period, though. So that might be like 70 years for you, actually. Oh, that's true. Oof. But, you know, I actually wouldn't give you that freedom if you knew, like, say, all right, I'm not going to meet my soulmate for 58 years. I can just go have fun now. And I don't have to worry. Like, I guess. Serious. Or it could just, like, be really depressing <laughs> would it be depressing if you well that's I mean, kind of what guess, the film deals with is yeah. you know because you might know okay i still have this much more time but and then also until your soulmate is born it doesn't start so you could like if you're older than what your soulmate's going to be and they're not born yet um or they haven't gotten the app themselves yet too that's another thing mm. if they don't have the app you don't know it'll just stay at zero so like dennis quaid uh <laughs> He had to wait quite a while before he even realized. I mean, he's marrying somebody that's <laughs> almost four years younger than him. Touche, Frank. Yeah, there you go. Touché. That's poor Dennis. He was there for you know quite a while. Very lonely. Very lonely. Oh, poor guy. But now he's happy. He's found his soulmate. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, yes, so that... Ah, uh, Brie, once again, the reigning champion of the box office bet. She, uh, more often I was not. super nervous, too, because you guys all went higher, and I was like, oh, I might be wrong on this one. Uh, no, you were very, very, very right on this. Uh, so much so that uh, I'm very horribly scared, because I, it's only me against you this week. Uh, and, you know, speaking of the box office bet, folks, we've got basically just a couple films here for your contention. We've got Terminator Dark Fate, of course, like Excited. Uh, we've got Motherless Brooklyn, the new Ed Norton, Bruce Willis film. The animated film Arctic Dogs. And then oh, we have Harriet as well, a story about Harriet Tubman. So those are the four films that are going to be vying for your vote there in the chat. Uh, you know, And speaking of that, folks, if you want to kind of get involved in all this, there's several ways you can do so. You can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then, of course, the chat is up and running. So feel free to hop in the chat. And even after we've streamed live and you're watching later, you can still comment down below about anything that we're talking about. So, yeah, get involved and start voting in the chat, and we'll do our box office bet on the one that you have all chosen in the chat in just a little while. But in the meantime, we've got some hot international numbers because, you know, films don't just come here, Bree. They go around the world. Of course they do. Yes. <laughs> so, and, not, and not all at the same time. No, not at all. Sometimes it's a, it can be a staggered release. It can be months before a film is seen in another part of the world. So, uh, of course, this was a busy weekend at the International Box Office. Disney's Maleficent Mistress of Evil saw a 43% drop to uh, give it about $64.3 million this week in 100% of its offshore markets there. Uh, Joker got 47.8. That's just 38% off its previous weekend. So, again, it's not just domestically that this film is still retaining viewership. It is still... It is it is happening worldwide. So right now it is becoming it's on target to become the number three biggest DC movie ever overseas, with five hundred and seventy one point five million dollars to date and eight hundred and forty nine point one million dollars globally. Where it is also the top grossing R rated movie ever, and the first one to cross the eight century mark. So there was even a big post from uh, Ryan Reynolds this week uh, giving a, a tip of the hat to Joker, besting Deadpool as the uh, number one superhero R rated film. Uh, 
Now, of course, Dark Fate, Term- uh, Terminator Dark Fate, it, uh, it got $12.8 million in early debuts internationally. Those include France, Germany, and the UK, along with a few other select markets there. It's uh, being released, even though uh, domestically by Paramount and Skydance, uh, but being released internationally by Disney. So they're going to get a little bit of the action there, too. So basically, the early results on this film, though, is it's lower than might have been hoped, but there are still holidays coming up in the key markets that this film is being released in internationally. So uh, the hope is that it'll have a little bit of legs. But of course, Joker uh, obviously is the wild card on all of this because it is still holding on to audiences much, much longer than I think many people anticipated. I know Warner Brothers is extremely happy with the results there. So given how well this is done, I am going to be very curious to see what Disney's, excuse me, what Warner Brothers strategy is going to be going forward with some of these films. There's always been, there's already been talks about a Lex Luthor film. Yeah, someone in our, Sky Pirates in our chat just said, according to NME, WBDC is considering developing an R-rated comic book film centered around Lex Luthor becoming president and Lois Lane as the first lady. See, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, for me, and that's probably by, part of my problem with Joker, and I think it would definitely probably be a problem for me for the Lex Luthor film, is that I I don't know if I'm really buying into taking these characters and spinning them off into their own films without really any connections to the greater DC universe. So to have Joker in a film where Batman doesn't exist, for me personally, doesn't excite me much. I don't really get much from just seeing Joker being created and doing what he does without having some opposite number to be able to try to go toe-to-toe with him same thing for Lex Luthor I don't know if I really want to see a story a film where I see Lex Luthor become president and there's no connection and anything like Superman does not exist do I want to see a film like that I don't think so but I I could see why given the success of Joker Warner Brothers would be very interested in taking some of these prominent more villain type characters that they have in their vast library and trying to make them the focal point of a film Speaking of uh, R-rated films doing well, such as Joker, because Joker, I don't know if you saw, but also beat out Deadpool for R-rated comic book film. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Reynolds did have something to say about that. He posted this. I have it up on the screen right now to to Joker. This was his uh, congratulations for beating us out. And he lists down below. And Hugh Jackman, of course, is just Hugh Jackman, not not Wolverine. Um, Yeah, so that was his way of saying... Congratulations, Joker, for for beating us up. That's right. Oh, man. It's, yeah. This film, I'm going to be really curious to see what Warner Brothers decides to do with this because this film has made so much money and it still looks like it's going to be going strong for quite a while longer, especially if it gets any sort of nomination for Joaquin Phoenix. Do you just stop there? I mean, do you find some other way to tell another story with Joaquin Phoenix? I mean, I feel... Like, they shouldn't. I don't know if they will, but I would rather them not. Uh, it's very much the Wicked complex where, you know, that's what Maleficent did, really. They kind of were taking off of what Wicked did for Broadway um, with the Wicked Witch of the West. And now they're, they, you know, they tried to do with Maleficent. You tried to give her some sort of feel bad for her kind of thing. And that's what they were somewhat doing with Joker. You know, I know that they weren't 100% making me feel bad, at least for him completely. Like, there was parts, but I wasn't at the end being like, he's justified in what he's doing. Uh, and I think Wicked worked really well because it was like one of the first ones that did it. And then I think the more we do it, unless we do it in different ways, it's just going to not 
like for me maleficent didn't stand up i know other people like love maleficent i didn't for i don't think every uh bad guy deserves a redemption story yeah like and i think that they gave him this redemption story and then if they keep trying to go with it it's not gonna be good i completely agree with that i i feel like it's hard for a studio in this day and age when they see something that's been successful to step back and say you know what that that story is done we can let's try something else and see if we can do achieve that same success i feel like it's hard for studio to do that these days i feel like it's the temptation to go back to something that is already proved popular at the audience and go like, what can we do to give them more of this particular thing again? It, and sometimes it just ruins the film. Like pirates, they kept making more and more and they're still making more. And like, it's just gone so downhill as far as quality. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, especially that last pirates film was so disappointing to watch. And there's another one coming. Oh, great. <laughs> great. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, like Jungle Cruise, uh, I am fine. I'm fine with the, uh, you know, we, you know, we've got you know the Rock doing that. I'm or Dwayne Johnson doing that. I, I'm cool with that. There you go. Uh, but I don't know if I really want to see multiple Jungle Cruise films. If this film does well. I'm good with just it being one. I yeah, I think uh, I think sometimes we get too lost in the money making and stop focusing on the quality of filmmaking. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to stuff to try, try to show that restraint. So I'll be curious. Uh, yeah, I. But then it's like once you get past Lex Luthor, who's such an iconic villain that I guess you could, that could possibly just stand alone without having a need, as much as I think they would of having a superhero attached to it. Once you get past Joker and when you get past Lex Luthor, I I don't know if DC has another really iconic villain. Also, didn't we already have a Lex Luthor kind of thing because of uh, what's it called the show? Uh, I mean, we had Smallville. Smallville, we, that's yep. what I'm talking I mean, about. I mean, Michael Rosenbaum was great in that role. We had Jesse Eisenberg, who a lot of people were hit and miss with him about his performance in Batman v Superman, as well as, uh, um, oh, whatever, the uh, the Justice League film. Although he just pops in at the tail end for his little, hey, we should do our own Injustice League. And no one ever will see that film, ever. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Uh, you know, boy, uh, <laughs> and he shaved, well, I don't know if he really shaved his head. Who knows if he shaved his head? It's tough to say. I don't know. I thought Brian Cranston really shaved his head and apparently yes. he didn't. So as soon as I saw that where it's like, oh, it was just a really nicely done bald cap on there. It blew my mind. It, I was like, oh, geez. I, I really thought he shaved his head. Oh, goes to show what, what I know. Hollywood, it's all a bunch of lies, folks. Bunch of just the tricks, smoke and mirrors. So, uh, also, Adam's family, getting back to our international numbers here, it's uh, $10 million from 18 universal markets there. So it, now it is uh, $11.2 million to date internationally. For uh, globally, it has got $83.8 million. Don't know if it's going to lead itself to a sequel. I, I think the film is eh, fine. I don't know if there's another story to be told with that. And then, of course, uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil there. Uh, the overseas weekend was 643 with a offshore total of 228 million and a global tally of 293.5 million dollars to date. I'm absolutely fine with this being the last Maleficent film. I don't think we need to see a third one. Uh, yeah. 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 And actually I'm looking it up. It looks like uh the Pirates of the Caribbean one, it's a reboot. <sighs> yeah, I mean that's So it's not necessarily a continuation, but still. I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, and I it'll be curious to see do you do you do another Captain Jack Sparrow? 
or do you come up with some which I think it would be too tough for any to re reboot that character I think you may why not just get some new character to bring in because I feel like that that yeah, is that's, such, a, that's so such a, a it's such a him performance yeah I, I just I don't know who else who else I'd want to see in that role today I, nobody's popping to the top of my yeah, mind. Yeah, I can't think of anyone. But folks, if you think you know somebody, you if you were doing a recast of Captain Jack Sparrow right now, who from today's current crop of younger Hollywood would you cast in the role of Captain Jack Sparrow? Hmm. Uh, Justin Bieber. No, that's not a good call, guys. Come on, what am I thinking? Uh, so folks, uh, you know, usually we do a little box office rewind about one of the stars that's going to be in an upcoming film coming out this weekend. But Terminator is such a, uh, I don't know, I, I, I guess uh, unusual franchise that I felt like we, it's time for us to kind of talk a little bit about the Terminator franchise because there's been five films in this. We've got Terminator 1, 2, and 3. Then we have Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis. And your mileage may vary in terms of what films you consider great in this, this storied franchise and which films you feel are very disposable in this. And to add to that now, we're getting Terminator Dark Fate put back into this, which, much like Halloween that just came out last year from uh, Bloomhouse, is now being considered the proper sequel to the original film. So this Terminator Dark Fate is now being considered the true sequel to T2. So every other film, you know, we can just wipe that away, and this is what we're, we're meaning to be, what you're meant to be seeing after you see T2. So... Bree, I know you are a huge Terminator fan. You're always quoting uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger lines throughout the uh, throughout. Anytime I see you, you're always. I mean, that's my mo every time, Frank. Yeah. I'm glad you picked up on it. Some of them are really, you know, you, you would barely get it. No, that's true. Yeah, it's like was that? Was no, that I've actually <laughs> only seen the first two. Really? Yeah. Well, then you're all set. You don't need to see the other ones because you. Can I, just I go heard to that I didn't actually need to see the other ones. Yeah, now but you they're can. not worth going <laughs> to see. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I was told. It's. Uh, I mean, there there's much debate about uh, if you were to kind of rank these, which would you consider a better film, uh, Terminator or T uh, two? And I think there's valid reasons for for anybody choosing one over the other for this because you've got Terminator, which was just such a lean, mean script. Uh, efficiently directed it's uh, just really tight and it's it's more of a horror take on this whole aspect there it's a great kind of horror sci-fi slasher kind of fake very cool and then you get t2 where this is what i uh kind of segues back to what we're talking about like with joker or something like that if you're to do a sequel what i liked with james cameron and he's done this both with terminator as well as aliens uh is that he gives you a, a different take on what you're expecting. So Aliens, uh, excuse me, the original Alien, directed by Ridley Scott, very much sort of a horror film, a lot of tension and suspense in that film. Then he goes to the opposite side and he has, what if I bring in the whole Marine Corps into this as well too? And it gets more of an action adventure bent into this kind of horror genre. Very cool. Uh, and yeah, some people think that could be a superior film to Aliens. I don't know. Or to Alien. Who knows? But same thing with T2, where instead of kind of doing what he did with Terminator, he now goes back and kind of revises it and adds more of an action-adventure element into that sort of story as well and knocks it out of the ballpark with the special effects, which that really set the benchmark for what everybody is striving to do. I, I feel like that film, not until maybe, I would say Matrix, that you really saw something that really ne- like 
kick-started it up at the next level into what you could achieve in a film through special effects. Uh, so for, gosh, six, seven years, I mean, that Terminator 2 really set the benchmark uh, for what could be achieved through special effects in an action film. So, I, you know, the story, you know, you know, once you get into time travel, it always can get a little convoluted. But uh, overall, I mean, it's it's tough. I, I definitely want to go back and watch these first two films again before I see Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, Brie, as having seen only the first two films, mm-hmm. do you like one over the other? Um, I thought both were good. I think I was a little more partial towards the first one, um, mainly because there was times where the kid annoyed me in the second one. True. I mean, that's tough. I mean, I, I guess. But I, th- supposed- I think they're both pretty. They're they're pretty even. Like if it, if I prefer one or the other, it's by a, a small margin. Yeah, it's. It is interesting where it's also now you see the the turn where the, the the villain that you were worried about in the first film Terminator now becomes the hero you're rooting for in T two when he's there to actually save it and I feel like that is one of the great reveals when you're seeing that whole sequence cut together the first time they're going after John Connor in the mall and you see uh, the T eight hundred Arnold Schwarzenegger showing up you're expecting him to be the bad guy because that's what you're expecting and when it turns around that he's actually the good guy what the scene is constructed so well that it's just a nice, nice revelation in that film. And tough to do once that once you've done that reveal once, like all these subsequent films, you already know what you're getting with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, oh yeah, he's just gonna be a good Terminator this time. There's no, there's not that thrill of having that 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 twist is forever diminished, which is a, which is a shame because it's man, it was so nicely done in that story. Uh, but folks, if you were to kind of, we're gonna, even though, according to everybody else, Terminator Genesis, Terminator uh, Sa- Salvation, Terminator Three, Rise of the Machines, none of them still exist. We are gonna include those into our rankings here of the the best uh, Terminator films. And you know, I'm uh, for me, I will go. I'm gonna go. <laughs> this is gonna be. I'll go Terminator Two. I, even though. There's something great about the 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 lean meanness of Terminator. I gotta admit, in my heart, I am an action adventure lover, and when I can see something on screen that I've never seen before, uh, blow me away. That feeling that I see when I first see the T1000 show up is just, and what he does, what James Cameron does with that character throughout the course of the film, things I'd never seen before, just blew me away. So, for that, I'm always gonna have a soft spot for that film. So I'm gonna put that one first, then I'm gonna put Terminator. Still, it's a very very small gap in between one and two. Then I'm going to jump down to actually Terminator Genesis, uh, which was the latest Terminator film to be released. It's not a great film, and a lot of stuff is frustrating, especially everything with the Matt Smith character. I don't know what's going on with that, but there is it does have it does play a little bit more with the time travel nature of this franchise, which I always have a soft spot for time travel stuff. So because of that, I will go Terminator Genesis there for that. Then I'll go, I, mean, I guess I'd have to go Terminator, Terminator Salvation, which was McGee's directorial uh, introduction to that franchise. Takes place more in the future that we're always teased about here. And we get to see what happens there with uh, Christian Bale playing John Connor as an adult, which we'd always been kind of teased about, but never really got to see much of anything from an adult John Connor's point of view. Uh, the film is okay. I mean, I feel like the only time I get really excited is the moment where they show 
they bring back the old T8 T800 with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They get him, uh, his you know, they de-age him and put him on a, uh, a a body double for that sequence there. But that's like the most exciting part when you get to see him come back into the film. You're like, yes, it doesn't last very long. There's an explosion that ends up blowing away the skin around the uh, exoskeleton there. So that's gone. But for that brief moment, when you get to see young Arnold Schwarzenegger come out, you're like, oh, that is, that's cool. So for that, I'll put that in number four. And then uh, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. That's, that's a, that's a dull, that's a dull film. It's a, it's a shame that that uh, is what happened with that movie. And just, yeah, not not a very fun film. So for me, that's, that's going to be my fifth. Three, I know. Uh, you're, I mean, you're excited to go watch these other three before Terminator Dark Fate. I'm sure you're going to make time. time. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to skip work. Yes. Uh, power through. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, it, I don't feel like from what people are saying though that if I don't see them, that I'll have anything that I'm lost on in this new one. If I see the new one without seeing those other three. No, I, I think it's one of those things that there might be some small uh, Easter eggs or nods towards those other three films. That if you'd seen them, you're like, okay, you get a little bit. But if you haven't, it's not going to ruin your enjoyment of this film. Uh, the thing I am questioning, though, this is the first time that James Cameron is coming back to be actively involved in the production of the film. And uh, for the last film, Terminator Genesis, he did get a go around uh, speaking highly of the film. And the film wasn't great. So now he's back saying, again, this is the true sequel to this film, uh, to T2. This is what it was really supposed to come next. This is it. I'm actually involved in this. And there's part of me that's feeling a little bit burned by James Cameron. Because if he was willing to go out for Terminator Genesis and really kind of hype that up, and it wasn't a great film, should I buy into what he's saying this time? I don't know. I mean, it's a question. I'm still going to go see the film, but I, I can't go in there and absolutely feel like, oh, yeah, this is gonna, this is it. This is going to knock it out of the ballpark. I mean, if if because you mentioned Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's any any kind of marker of what the what we can expect from something like this where they're bringing people back i don't think halloween was necessarily a great film you had the easter eggs you had the nostalgia but it didn't really do anything for the franchise or make me feel any better about where we're at now yeah i mean i there's part of me that enjoyed it just for the fact that it was just kind of it separated michael myers from even though there's parts of it that I did like when they get into like the Thorn mythology and all this extraneous stuff that happened over the course of four, five, and six of the original Halloween films, uh, stripping it back down to just uh, you know Michael Myers is just a shape. He's not related to Laurie Strode anymore. He just happened to pick her out by random, and that was it. I kind of liked them dialing it back to that and kind of getting rid of the whole they're really brother and sister. I thought that was that got a little bit. Uh, little the mileage may vary and how much you enjoy that i did i kind of got a little burnt out by that and of course the original halloween film so i like that it dialed it back to that but there were a lot of conveniences that the, the plot sets up uh to make everybody be able to be in the same places at the same time for things to happen yeah and i mean go ahead well no i was just saying like i, I see what you're saying with those things but uh but yeah i, I don't know and i you, i could be wrong like i don't know if that did anything for the franchise as a whole completely like yeah it's yeah it's tough because i guess i'm gonna have to give them the benefit of the doubt they're doing two more films uh shooting them pretty much back to back so i i'll give them the benefit of the doubt and wait to see what now that they're saying that this is a true trilogy and see where it ends on this 
But there's part of me that felt like, you know, I would have been fine if it had just been a definitive ending on this one uh, for the Halloween. Because when they give you that one shot from the the low angle in the house that's burning down, Laurie Strode's house is burning down. Uh, you've seen that they've trapped Michael Myers in it, and the house is going up in flames. They get out, but then it cuts back to the basement from a low angle shot, and you see Michael Myers is no longer in the basement. I feel like, why was that? And then you get the, um, in the credits, they have the the one, the thing that basically let you know he's still alive. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. There is there's something about being definitive in a film. Just like, yes, let's just pick a sticking point. And, uh, I, but, all right, I'm going to give, uh, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and let's see what they do for these next two films. Do you think Terminator will jump to number one and bump Joker out? Getting into our... Yes, next week's top five. Next week's I, top five. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go Terminator Dark Fate. I, I, I'm i going to believe that it can do it. I think there's, regardless, whether you love it or not, I think there's still going to be enough of a curiosity factor to like, all right, I've been burned before, but I guess I'll go check this out. So I think it can take number one. My the other films though coming out that week, I I don't see any of them really doing that hot at the box office. Uh, you know, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, the good old Ed Norton's film, the uh, with the good old Brooklyn, eh, no. Uh, and I have not seen <laughs> anything about Harriet. I haven't seen any publicity about Harriet at all. I've seen I've seen like one thing about Harriet, but I do know someone in the chat asked if uh, we thought that it was going to. Uh, make some money because of one second it's right here do we think joe alwyn will draw people to harriet because he's taylor swift's boyfriend <laughs> no i mean it's not it's not drawing me in uh, i mean i guess there's those swifties that wanted to are be you part a big of taylor swift fan frank no nah, not really i'm not a swifty then but, i don't uh, know if that would be the you'd be the draw for that then no no i mean well i guess the big thing is we need to find renee ariel and, and ask her uh, are you going to be seeing this film I do think maybe there are people that will just because of that, but I don't think it'll be enough to be a huge thing. Uh, if there's a, I, I'm going to find out. I'm going to reach out to Renee. And if she says, yes, I'm going to see this solely because Taylor Swift's boyfriend's in this film, I will change my opinion. Uh, and say, all right, I guess a lot of people are going to see this movie. But for right now, I, I just don't, I, I don't think that's enough of a draw. Like, got to go see a film about, especially because it's a film about Harriet Tubman. It'd be one thing if it was like a cool action adventure movie. Which is kind of where it kind of touched all four corners of uh, audiences, but this is a very kind of specific kind of film about a historical figure, which I don't know is going to have broad box office appeal. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I don't. Right. I'm a big, I'm a more history person. Um, Ken Jack has his top five as Terminator, Dark Phase One, Joker Two, Three, Maleficent, Four, Harriet, Five, Arctic Dogs. Interesting, Arctic, Arctic Dogs. I just ooh. I can see, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say Arctic Ducks doesn't make it. I'm gonna put Zombie Line back up in there. So I feel like Double Tap. I think it's gonna hold a little bit better because Arctic Dogs looks terrible. Ugh. All right. Well, I think that it was tied for the potential what we're voting on. So we'll have to wait for Ken Jack to tell us. Oh, Ken won, Jack! But... All right, all right, lay it on us, Ken Jack. Uh, I'm a little nervous to see what this is because there are uh, some interesting films coming out this week. Some I'm excited about, others not so much. So let's uh, let's hope this doesn't uh, fall into one of these that I'm not that excited about. Also, hmm. Anthony Fortuna um, let us know the breathing at the in the credits. That was the, the oh, key to great. knowing that Michael Myers was alive. Thank thank goodness oh, that uh, that old that sixty year old sixty two year old man getting out of that burning building. <laughs> Michael, Michael, are you here? 
Uh, Arctic Dogs won the bet. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, gosh. Oh. Your favorite, Frank. Oh, this. I feel this. like they did it because they knew you didn't want to see this. Man, this like, film like looks... You guys correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but did you guys vote for Arctic Dogs just so Frank would have to maybe go see it? <sighs> Great. Thanks, guys. You are uh, the best. Oh, man. Okay. Arctic Dogs. Oh, this has got Jeremy Renner doing one of the voices, as well as John Cleese, Heidi Klum, James Franco, Alec Baldwin, Angelica Houston. Oh, boy. This does not look great. Uh, He's got a good cast. Yeah, but, man, it just oh, it just looks so bad. The poster looks awful. The fact that I have not seen a trailer about it just doesn't hold much promise to me. Yeah, I don't know if I know anything about this. Oh, man. Okay. This is Arctic Dogs. Oh, All right. So, folks, we're going to do our, our real quick, our box office bet. If you've never seen the show before, what we do is we vote on the film that you in the chat room have chosen out of the v- films that are coming out next weekend. You've chosen Arctic Dogs. Shame on you. But you've chosen it. So we will bet on what we think the opening box office total will be. The winner, much like Bree is most of the time, will bask in the glory of being the prognosticator of prognosticators. The loser, which more often than not ends up being me, will have to go see this film and tell you all about it. <laughs> oh, baby. All right. Our Arctic Dogs. Uh, you know, I mistyped this as Attic Dogs, and I'm already more interested in that film than Arctic Dogs. So, oh, boy. I feel like Brie right now is researching what the projections are for uh, Arctic Dogs. I can't. As you can see, Frank, the computer screen is full screened to a picture of Arctic Dogs. Oh, great. So I don't have access to Thank that. Thank you. Oh, great. Good. Because I have not done so either. I was like, oh, she's already going to have a better ballpark figure for this film. Good. All right. I feel like we're uh, on even playing ground. Uh, all right. I'm going to type in a number here. Do, do, do. Oh, man. This looks... Uh, oh. I'm genuinely scared, Brie. I'm... Uh, 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 okay. Uh, uh, she likes to do... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Uh, you ready, Frank? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It I'll doesn't stick. sound like you're... <laughs> nope. I'm going to stick with... I was going to change. I'm going to stick with my initial impulse, uh, for better or worse. All right, Brie. What do you have? Uh, I think for this one, I'm going to go a little lower because... The other two films, you know, we do have uh, Terminator coming out, and I think you know there is ki- the kid factor, but it's also Halloween weekend, so I don't know yeah. if this like is a movie that screams that this is what I want to see on Halloween weekend. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give it maybe. Let's do ten mil. <laughs> let's do ten. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Did you go lower? No, because I went ten. Oh my god! I went ten. <laughs> We're tied. Ah, that was that was my. I was waiting for them to go eleven. I was so happy I didn't say ten point three or something Thank like God. that. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, all right. So I feel like, uh, boy, we either you know rise what? And or I think sink. Amy and Carrie both would do like two twenty thirty for this one. Yeah, guys, I really think I agree with you. So you know, you're right, Bree. That's I feel like that's what the chat would have said. So yeah, we'll put them down for we'll put Bree down or put uh, Amy down for twenty and uh, Carrie down for thirty million. I feel like that's only fair. Uh, whew, boy, I almost changed it to 11 and I'm glad I did not. Uh, all right. So that is our bets. They're locked in, locked and loaded for hot, uh, people at- in the chat seem to be more or less agreeing with us. Star Drew bets, uh, 11 or nine mil, uh, JLS co- comics says eight mil. Um, and then Star Drew, oh, so, uh, could get 10 mil, uh, Arctic dogs, five mil from M Ray guns. 
and Neil Hutchinson said twelve mil. So people aren't having uh, a lot of faith in this film. So I think we I think we went the right way, Frank. Ah, yes. All right. You know that's what I like, Brie. When there's no winners or losers, we can just enjoy the box office spectacle that happens. And uh, you know, Carrie will put her down for officially for thirty million because she likes to go high, and Amy twenty million, and we'll let one of those two fine folks see this film. I feel like that's like the least we could do since they decided. They'd rather do something else yeah, than be here. Yeah, I mean Neil Hutchinson said this. It seems fair. That's so. right. I agree, guys. We've all we've all agreed on it. So if they gripe next week, we can tell them no. All of us in unison decided this is the right thing to do. Uh, so, folks, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And if you're watching this after we stream live, feel free to comment down below. Let us know your rankings there of the Terminator films. Do you agree with mine? Do you have a different take on that? Which one do you like better, Terminator 1 or T2? Let us know. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with us even after the show's over, Brie, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Brie, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. That's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll be back next Sunday night right here on Popcorn Talk. Go see some movies. Yeah, go see them. I was crying. <laughs>